0: The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Live from Chicago, it's That Show.
1: Hello, and welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick degilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer, graduate of Second City, a Saturday Night Live expert and historian, and each week, we're going to look back at everything SNL, the best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories and episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't. But with every episode, I'm always going to prove that that tired cliche of that show hasn't been funny in years is absolutely wrong. All right. We are going to uh, we don't have a don't have a, a guest uh, today for episode number 18, which is entitled Fart Face or the Carl and Jerry Trilogy. <laughs> Let me explain if you don't know. Uh, um, Fart Face is the name of a sketch that Bill Hader and uh, the insane Will Forte wrote and performed in back in 2008. Um, and uh, it's, it's a simple sketch. It's a ridiculous sketch. Um, and uh, they threw the idea out. And it was about, it's basically about two au- office executives who are sitting in a room waiting for a big office business executive meeting uh, with their compadre. And uh, they begin to call each other fart faces, uh, in, with And in, in Will Forte with a bad sort of uh, bald uh, headpiece, wig, uh, and um, and Bill Hader uh, with a with a, a bad wig. They're in suits, and they're in a conference room, and uh, they start referring to one another as Fartface, and one guy in particular calls him Fartface, and that's essentially the entire script. It's two big wig office executives with very deep and weird Will Forte, Bill Hader, affected voices, um, discussing the calling someone a fart face and how that will, uh, how that will go over in the world of politics and office, um, and it's an insane sketch. It's a weird sketch. Uh, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that I, ha- I I gravitate towards weird shit. I like the weird sketches. I particularly love the stuff that Will Forte and uh, and and Hader and John Solomon, the writer, tremendous writer. Um, They do very weird shit on the show, and I have a tendency to like it. The very first episode of this podcast, episode number one of that show hasn't been funny in years, is dedicated entirely to the potato chip sketch, uh, which aired on December 5th, 2009. Blake Lively was the host, and it's this insane sketch. Go back to episode one of this podcast and listen to it, where I explain the origin of the sketch, how it happened, the response that it's gotten and how it's become this cult classic sketch years later, and you'll hear the entire sketch. So check it out. But that's indicative of the kind of weird stuff that Forte would do and that Hater would jump along with as well and write. And that John Solomon would write. And I love that stuff. Well, Fartface falls into that, <laughs> falls into that category. Um, and it is a sketch that played to completely dead silence in the audience. Uh, you're going to hear the sketch. But the weird thing is, as you know, if you're you know, a viewer of SNL, if you're a fan, some sketches bomb. They bomb. That happens. There are a lot of weird sketches on SNL. Most of them end up in the 1250 slot, which is a slot, the last sketch of the show, where you know a lot of the writers and, you know, and producers and the people behind the show and Lauren and everybody, they save that for the weirdest stuff or the stuff that might bomb because they figure it's after Weekend Update. It's after the second music performance. And by that time, either people are tired or they're going to bed. They don't care anymore. They're going to turn it off or they're drunk. And so that's when they save the shit that doesn't work or the weirdest stuff for the 1250 sketch. And that's when stuff like Fart you know, uh, fart Face and stuff like the potato chip sketch and weird shit gets placed. Well, this sketch, Fart Face, uh, there's an explanation here. Um, this is, Bill Hader explained the entire thing of the, about the sketch. We'll get into that in a second. It debuted on uh, season 34 and back in 2008, and it bombed during dress rehearsal. But Lauren Michaels, the creator of SNL, loved it. And if Michaels wants to see it done, it gets done. And it did to even less enthusiasm to the crowd. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's the sketch is the concept is there are two businessmen named Carl and Jerry, played by uh, Will Forte and Bill Hader. Um, and uh, they've decided to call Jerry has decided to call his co-worker Fartface. When Josh Brolin shows up, the bit goes too far. Brolin's character ends the sketch in tears from being called a Fartface as well. Um, And, you know, he described Bill Hader has described it as it bombed in massive proportions Um, and it goes up and down. You know, you have you have people, amazing people who have churned out terrible sketches and this thing bombed, but it bombed in dress. And for some reason, Lauren liked it and he moved it up. And here's a quote from Lauren Michaels. And I love this quote. This is one of the reasons why I love SNL so much is that this kind of stuff exists and this kind of mindset is um, just just cemented in the world of SNL. This is Lorne Michaels' quoting. Is a quote from Lorne Michaels. When you see someone who really connects with the audience and the audience taking the performers up a notch, that's more of what you remember than a particular episode or a political debate or a joke. We're just as famous for what didn't work as for what worked. When something doesn't work, you can feel the silence in the studio. And Lorne likes that. So he moved Fartface up from a 1250, to, to hire in the show. And there's more behind this. And this Fart Face uh, aired on uh, October 18th, 2008. It was season 34, and it was episode 5. Josh Brolin was the host, and Adele was the music guest. And it was a tremendous episode. Josh Brolin has hosted SNL twice, both times doing a great job. He was game for anything he was ready to go out and do anything he was really funny Josh Brolin is a terrific SNL guest and I I hope that you know well right right now by the way we are in the middle of a of a strike uh, a a writer's guild strike so SNL is done for the foreseeable future right now I mean it's May of 2023 there were three episodes that were left uh Pete Davidson was supposed to host this coming weekend uh I'm sorry this past weekend and that didn't happen. And there were supposed to be two episodes after that, uh, one hosted by Jennifer Coolidge. And I can't remember who the other host was, but there were, there were two other hosts. There were three episodes total that are now not going to happen because the Writers Guild is on strike. And they should be on strike. And God damn it, pay them. That's all I'm saying right now. There's your political message. Pay the writers what they deserve. Anyway, so SNL is on strike right now. Um, but, uh, but so it's not going to return until next season. And hopefully. Uh, you know uh, by the time that, I hope this thing is this settled because when they you know when the fall comes back when they come back in the fall Dune is coming out the new Dune and Josh Brolin is in that and so it would be a great excuse to get Josh Brolin back into Studio 8H and do the show again because it's he was fantastic so anyway October 18th 2008 uh, season 34 episode 5 Adele musical guest Josh Brolin your host and it's it, it turned out to be a great show now Fart Face debuted on that show again one of the weirdest sketches, you're going to hear the whole sketch. And here's what happens. You'll have weird sketches, and you'll have sketches that bomb, and you never hear them again. You never hear about them again. Sometimes they're so notoriously bad that you do hear about them, but they never get repeated. But the point of this episode is that not only did Fartface bomb, not only did the studio audience at dress rehearsal hate it, not only during the live show did they hate it, it was a complete bomb, but for some reason, Lauren loved it, moved it up, It's from the 1250 slot, and they had confidence enough to do two sequels to it. So they brought back Carl and Jerry, these two office executives from Fartface, and did two more sketches with them. So I don't know if this is the case. I really don't know if there has been an original sketch that bombed so hard that you thought it would never see the light of day, and yet it inspired two sequels, and both of those sequels... Also bombed. Now, not as hard as the first one. They got a little bit better as they went along. They did it a second time with Alec Baldwin, and they did it a third time uh, with James Franco. And I call them the Carl and Jerry trilogy. So out of Fartface comes two more sketches, three together, about these ridiculous office executives played by Will Forte and Bill Hader named Carl and Jerry. Um, and they are intensely weird. They have the weird Will Forte voice. They have the weird Bill Hader voice. And after Fartface and its bombing, you would think that these characters in this situation would never, ever, ever see the light of day again on any episodes of SNL, but in fact, they show up two more times. So this is all about the Carl and Jerry trilogy, as I like to call it, and it all started with Fartface. Now, um, I will tell you a little bit more about Fartface, a little bit more behind-the-scenes stuff about it, but let's listen to Bill Hader talk about Fartface because when people ask him about just the fact that I'm saying Fartface repeatedly should tell you <laughs> just how ridiculous this is that this stupid sketch called Fartface inspired t- two sequels that would span over a time period of om- a year and a- over a year and a half almost 2 years it's ridiculous <laughs> but anyway <laughs> So here it is. Here's Will Hader uh, uh, in the thing they call rewatch. And uh, this is when he was on a podcast where they, he was being, you know, talking about bombing on SNL. And so this is Bill Hader explaining on a podcast uh, about bombing, particularly the story of Fartface, which we will get into more detail. And by the way, you're going to hear all three of these sketches. You will hear in their entirety the entire Carl and Jerry office executive fart face trilogy you will hear them but anyway here is bill Hader explaining the backstory i
2: mean when josh came on he he's he's hosted a couple he hosted a couple of times while i was there and yeah the first californians was with josh oh yeah
0: great good eating here you know they house calls oh well i was in the area and i thought i'd drop by to talk to you about your test results I tried to go through to Westwood, but my GPS put me on Beverly Glen, and I didn't want to end up in Encino.
2: He and Will Forte and I did a sketch called Fart Face, which was, <laughs> which was uh, played in total silence, and Lauren Michaels just loved it for some reason. <laughs> and we played it. We did it at dress. It was us as businessmen, very, and it was a very serious scene where we were like, oh, I think you're kind of a fart face. <laughs> it's like I.
3: I'm actually not a fart face. I
2: don't know why he would say that. And it ends with Brolin's character killing himself. <laughs> and, um, and Will Forte and I wrote it and, uh, we did it at and it played to silence and we went, well, that's gonna go. And then, you know, most watched episode ever. Everybody oh, no. in the world is there. I mean, it was that day, it was so highly charged because Sarah Palin was there and all these people and, and I see that we saw it got moved up. Warren <laughs> liked it so much it got moved up because he just liked how committed we were in the scene so then we're like oh jesus so everything's killing killing update goes on sarah palin goes on update and polar wraps it blow, blows the roof off the place and me and Brawlin and will are sitting there in our suits to do fart face next and we're like Oh, this is going to be awful. And then I'll never forget this. We get there. We're about to go out. The music dies down. They're counting us off to make our entrance. And Josh Brolin's looking up at the crowd. And he goes, well, fellas, let's shut these fuckers up. <laughs> it was like the end of the Wild Bunch. Wow. It was like, all right, here we go. And it did. It played to total silence. <laughs> and we were just going like, this is awful. <laughs> my favorite review I think Entertainment Weekly said um, Fart Face F you know they gave us an F it said uh, uh, it seemed like uh, Bill Hader and Will Forte were walking out to do one sketch and then looked in the trash can and found a sketch called Fart Face and went oh wait let's do this one instead
1: Fantastic. So that was the reaction. I love that. Like, Josh Brolin, let's shut these fuckers up. (laughs) Because they knew it was going to bomb. It bombed in dress and everybody hated it. But they were... One of the great things about the sketch, and you'll hear it, is what Bill said, is that they were fully committed. And this is the thing. Will Forte, even in sketches that that get as weird as Will Forte gets, um, he's 100% committed and so is Hater. And they play this to the full hilt. They do the screaming. They do the yelling um and uh they're really committed to the character they got weird mannerisms and weird hair and so they fully commit to this stupid ass sketch where businessmen repeatedly call each other fart face and it ends in one of the businessmen killing themselves so they're committed to it uh and that's the that's the the, the part of the sketch that works and again when you hear it back total silence from the audience the audience is like what the fuck are we watching So now here's Will Forte talking about the sketch before we get into a little bit more behind the scenes. And actually, you know, Bill Hader mentions it in that clip that that night ended up being one of the most highly rated episodes of that season. (laughs) And I'll get to that in a minute, why it was so highly rated and who some of the guest stars were. Um, And, you know, here's this stupid sketch called Fart Face that they think is going to be a 1250 sketch that nobody will remember ever. Lauren moves it up on a night when everybody is watching. So nobody thought that was going to happen. But here's Will Forte. He mentions the fart face sketch in this um, interview that he did. And this is for the Hollywood Reporter. It was back in 2016. And he was in a round table and he was being interviewed about the Emmys. He was nominated for some Emmys for Last Man on Earth. And I, at this round table with him, uh, this interviews are Jordan Peele, Fred Armisen is there, Ricky Gervais, Don Cheadle. And you'll hear Ricky Gervais and Don Cheadle talking a little bit during this. And it was an insight into this sketch. And also, I'm going to let this other part play where they talk about. Uh, his jobs before he decided he was going to dive into comedy. And I think this is very revealing about Will Forte's mindset and, um, and you know, an, an insight into what drives him and particularly what drove him to write weird sketches that take place in offices. And as I've mentioned, this is just the, it's kind of an office trilogy. And he's written a lot of weird sketches that take place in offices that are so among the weirdest shit he's ever written. And there's a little bit of insight into that in this. So here's Will Forte from 2016 uh, at a roundtable discussion for The Hollywood Reporter. And the fart face sketch comes up.
2: When were you the most wrong about a sketch or a joke or a bit that you'd written or performed and it just didn't work?
4: I mean, we would, do, we would do some weird stuff. So I think you go in knowing there's a, a chance of total failure. But there was one thing that Bill Hader and I did called Fart Face. You know, you do something called <laughs> Fart Face, you're not expecting that it's going to win any artistic <laughs> awards or anything. But this was complete silence and so you get to the end of the dress
3: rehearsal <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's okay. Well, example. we tried it out. Oh, yeah. cool. well, you know, well, what, oh it was well. just uh, two people in an office setting. It was like, Jerry, I'd like you to uh, stop calling me Fartface, please. It was like, Oh,
4: you got it, Bill? Uh, sure. Uh, and then Josh Brolin comes in and he's like, hey, have you met uh, Fartface here? And he's like, I thought I specifically asked you to stop calling me fart
0: face. <laughs> and so
4: the, you know, We thought, okay, it's in an office setting and no laughter and then Lauren somehow put it into the show, and it met with even more silence. (laughs) Even more, not laughing. (laughs) 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 More people, not laughing. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, I, I watched it the other day, and I still stand behind that thing. (laughs) You know, you can never guess. What
2: would you say is the worst job you had coming up in the business? And this can be in showbiz or otherwise.
4: I mean, this is gonna sound weird, because it's not, you know, it's an office job, but I was doing what my dad did. I was working for a financial consultant, and it was just really tricky, because I started thinking I wanted to go into comedy, but, like, it was really scary to break away from what I had thought I should be doing with my life and go for this crazy thing i've had jobs that were harder and jobs that were not fun to do but this was the one that really like dragged me down because it was really hard to go away from the thing that my dad did how did you do that I just stayed at it for so long that it was breaking my spirit and, and finally <laughs> it broke me. I got, I bottomed
3: out. You know, I hit Father? Right. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, I wasn't working with I'm him. Going to LA. And then After it, all the <laughs> success I've brought you, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be a comedian.
4: <laughs> of course, I, you know, the second I called my dad and said, I'm, you know, I don't want to do this, I want to try to do comedy, he was incredibly supportive It was like, I don't know why you were doing that in the first place. Because you're so. terrible at <laughs> this job. So. Yeah. 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 I've been trying to fire you for three years. I just couldn't yeah. work up the
1: courage. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so again, he reinforces the fact that face was met with general deafening silence, that everybody thought it was terrible and it wasn't funny. The, 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 the dress audience didn't laugh. The live audience didn't laugh. And yet it played. And for some reason, Lauren liked it. Um, but I, the reason why I, why I played that clip besides, you know, him explaining a little bit more about this sketch that we're talking about here, is this whole thing about him having this job that he hated so much working for his dad in an office. And that really dug into my brain because he has written, Will Forte has written over the years when he was on SNL, he wrote several sketches that took place in offices where the weirdest shit that Forte wrote, a lot of it took place in business offices. And to hear him talk about when she asked him what was the worst job he ever had, to hear him talking about working in an office setting for his father was the most dehumanizing and, you know, the worst experience of his life. Hearing him say that in this interview really is, you know, it it really is enlightening, and it shows you a little bit of insight into why Will Forte wrote so many ridiculously strange, absurd crazy ass sketches where he plays an office executive or they take place in an office setting where he demolishes the cliches of what you're supposed to do when you work in an office because he hated it so much. I read a little bit more about this, and he did. He hated the nine to five. He hated the office situation. So that was an inspiration for him to write some of the weirdest shit he ever wrote on SNL in an office sketch. I mean, for God's sake, the potato chip sketch takes place in an office. It's during a job interview. And the potato chip sketch, take, I mean, it takes place in this weird alternate NASA office universe uh, with Sudeikis and, and Hayter, but it does take place in this office setting. And then I went back and I looked at a bunch of stuff, and over the years, this was something that I think that, that Forte was exercising in his mind, was like, man, I had this horrible experience working for my father in the office, and I'm finally doing what I want to do. I'm doing comedy, and I'm going to rip apart this office that almost killed me. That almost crushed my spirit. So that's why there was the Carl and Jerry trilogy of off ex- executives. Now, getting back to Fartface, which I'm going to play in a second, they both mentioned, uh, Hater more specifically, the night that it aired. Now, the night that this aired, the first time, well, the only time it ever aired, was, again, Season 34, Episode 5, October 18th, 2008. So this was right at the height, right before the election uh, between McCain and uh, Obama, and uh, and obviously this is fodder for SNL. And October eighteenth, it was the it was the fifth episode of the season. And all of the episodes leading up to that, their cold opens were all political. They were all about uh, they were all about the election. And at that time, people were tuning in. Tina Fey came back. If you remember, she was gone from SNL and she was doing Thirty Rock at that time. But she came back because she looked exactly like Sarah Palin and did a really great imitation of Sarah Palin. So. So Tina Fey was now a semi-regular during that season, uh, season 34. Um, And so she was there all the time. So not only did you have the star power of uh, Tina Fey, and people were tuning into that, not only was it a nice reunion of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who was still on the show, as Weekend Update uh, co-anchor with Seth Meyers, so you had that poll. But that night, Sarah Palin showed up. She was Sarah Palin. Alec Baldwin showed up. And did a bit with the real Sarah Palin. Lauren Michaels appeared on camera. Mark Wahlberg showed up. And I'll get to that in another episode. Mark Wahlberg showed up in response to a sketch that Andy Sandberg did the week before. It was Mark Wahlberg Talks to Animals. And it was, it was yeah, yeah, Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. And it was Andy Sandberg playing Mark Wahlberg talking to different real animals that were on set. So he's like, Oh, I'm gonna talk to a chicken. Hey, how's it going, chicken? You know, I was in perfect storm. You like that movie? Okay. Say uh, say hi to your mother for me. And that was the sketch. And then, you know, no, you know, notoriously Mark Wahlberg is known for not having a really good sense of humor. So what they did that ske- that that night uh, on um, October eighteenth, um, two 2008, Wahlberg showed up to hunt down uh, Andy Sandberg in, as a revenge for what he did the week before. Because Mark Wahlberg talks to animals, has beca- and they did a sequel to it, two sequels to it. A couple of times that became like a YouTube favorite, it, and people were watching it, and it became like a huge thing. And so Wahlberg came down. So, so not only do you have Tina Fey coming back, Sarah Palin being there, Lauren Michaels on screen, Mark Wahlberg uh, making a, a cameo, uh, you know, uh, answering to a sketch that was hugely popular the week before, Alec Baldwin showing up, and Oliver Stone shows up. So you have all of these people showing up, and everybody is watching it because at political, you know, times. During campaigns and and during those seasons, SNL, you watch SNL. That's what you do. Even if you don't like it, you go and you watch it. During the whole Trump time, Alec Baldwin came back. When Biden was running for president, Jim Carrey came in. So when politics are heavy, when they're in the news all the time, when there is an election, SNL is always the go-to place. And at that time, the ratings went through the roof. So here is an episode where you've got Josh Brolin hosting. You've got Adele, who at that time, uh, was this was like her first album, and she was huge at the time. And you've got an election season, your cold open is a Sarah Palin press conference featuring Tina Fey as Sarah as Sarah Palin. And then the real Sarah Palin and Alec Baldwin and Lorne all in the and then and then you had some McGrubers were in there. Uh there was a surprise proposal. They did a Susie Orman uh um you know thing. They did an incredibly funny sketch called I'm No Angel, where uh it's a they're in a hick bar. And Josh Brolin is like this hick, and he sees Amy Poehler, who at the time, Amy Poehler was like nine months pregnant. She was about to burst. She was hugely pregnant. And the sketch was her dancing to uh, the, uh, uh, the the Greg Allman song, uh, I'm No Angel. And she dances to that very, very pregnant and tries to you know pick up um, Josh Brolin. So you have that. And uh, you had a really great update, which had Amy Poehler rapping and Sarah Palin being there. And you heard a little bit of that. And then after update, that's when Fart Face came in. So you've got all of these, all of this massive star power, returning Tina Fey and all these political people and all these directors and actors. You've got all these sketches that are killing, the Amy Poehler doing really hilarious stuff while she's hugely pregnant, a great update featuring Sarah Palin, all this stuff, and then Fart Face comes in. And then the show had to continue after that. Uh, Adele had only done one musical number. She did Chasing Pavements, and then she would later do Cold Shoulder. And there were still six sketches to go. So this wasn't even 1250. So you've got this triumphant show with the ratings going through the roof, with star power and political power. And then along comes Fartface. So that, I just wanted to set the scene of what was happening, why everybody in the world was watching, who was there. And then right in the middle of it is this. And here it is. This is Fartface, which inexplicably would be the first of the Carl and Jerry Office Executive Trilogy. Here it is,
3: this is Fartface. Oh, hello, Jerry. Hello, Fartface. Ready for the meeting? Jerry, so this again, huh? What's the matter, Fartface? Jerry, it's been a week now, and I think it's about time you stop calling me Fartface. And why is that, Fartface? Because, for your information, I'm not a fart face. Well, that's your opinion, fart face. No, that's a lot of people's opinions, Jerry. Fart face, fart face, relax. Now, why on earth should I relax right now, Jerry? Give me one good reason. Because I'm just kidding, Carl. I'm kidding. I don't think you're a fart face. Oh, well, good, (laughs) you scared me there for a while, Jerry. Okay, Carol, Carol, send in Jim Deaver. Ah, there he is, hello, Jim. Great to see you, Jerry. Yeah, I'd like to introduce you to one of the best ones we got here. His given name is Carl, but he likes to be called Fartface. Hello, Fartface. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim, could you plug up your ears for a moment, please? Sure, Fartface. Jerry, when you call someone a fart face in a contained environment, I'll admit it's a funny joke. Okay, but to set it loose in a business meeting is damn near unforgivable. Sorry, you're right. You're absolutely right. From here on out, you are Carl, not Fartface.
0: Thank you, Jim. Jim. Yes, Fartface? Uh, yes, uh, Jerry has something to say. Oh, thank you, Fartface. What is it, Jerry? It's about Fartface. What about him?
3: No, I mean it's about the concept of using the name Fartface to describe Carl. Hmm. Who's Carl again? Fartface.
0: Hmm. I think it might
3: be best if we had just addressed Fartface as just plain Carl.
0: Well, if it's all the same, I'd like to continue calling him Fartface. Oh,
3: great. Thanks, Jerry. Look, I'm gonna miss. Sane fart face as much as you but it's unfair because if you've spent any time with carl you know his face does not smell of farts but rather a face
0: odor wise i'd agree but i'm talking about appearance see i believe that if a fart did have a face it would look exactly like (laughs) fart face here
3: (laughs) how dare you
0: you've gone over the line jim well you served me the kool-aid jerry i just drank it well spit it out No way. I I don't want to stain Fartface's rug.
3: Jim, you know full well that the Kool-Aid we're referring to is metaphorical. And spitting it out will not damage anything in this office. Well,
0: tough luck. I love calling you Fartface. It makes me feel good, and I'm not going to stop. Fart face, fart face, fart face, fart face. Jim, you're being unreasonable. Uh, If that's unreasonable, then I never want to be reasonable again. Fart face, fart face, fart face, fart face, fart face. No, you will not do this in my office. Fart face, fart face, fart face, fart face, fart face. Never, never, never. Stop
3: that, stop that, stop that. No.
0: Stop that, or else. Or else what? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Right. Nothing at all. You friggin' fart face. What did you just call me? What's wrong? You got fart near your ears, you freaking fart face? Okay, just just wait a minute here. You're the fart face. There's only one fart
3: face in this room, and I'm looking at him, and does his face? Smell like
0: fart. Yeah, that's why he's the new fart face. No, he's not. He is a smart face. He is a clean face. He is a tough face. And he is a never cry face. Well, it looks to me like he's an about-to-cry face. No, he's not. Fart, fart face! face! Fart, fart face! face! Fart face! I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give this contract to two people and just pull a fart face turnaround on me. You got another thing coming.
3: Well, get ready to never work again, cause the whole town is gonna hear that you cry in your office, you
0: freaking fart face! No. No. No, fart
3: face. No. You're getting shut no. down, but nobody wants to work with a crying baby fart face. Get no. out of business, fart face! Get of oh. here before the stink from your face kills all my plants, fart face! no, no, no. I hate you, I hate you so much! Hi, Terry. Guess who was just in her office crying like a little baby? That fart face, Jim Deaver. Bob, this is Jerry. Jim Deaver just cried in her office. Spread the word. Carol, call Tim Jenkins. J- Tom Jenkins in accounting, and tell him that Jim Deaver just cried in her office. Hey, Jim Deaver. We just told three people you just did in her office. You fart face. Fart face. He's crying. Go ahead and cry. Oh no, he just shot himself.
1: And that's it. That's that. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, um, and you have to understand that if you watch, if you're watching it, all three Brolin and Hader and uh, Forte are wearing like bad wigs, and and actually Forte is wearing a bald cap with a weird like hair spot on it. Um, and they are screaming, they are dedicated to it, and as as you heard, nothing from the audience, like it bombed. And again, this was right in the middle of one of the most highly rated shows during a campaign, during an election. Um, so. Uh, and you'll hear, like, uh, he refers to his secretary, uh, Carol, uh, the character that... Uh, Carl, the character that Will Forte plays. He refers to his secretary, Carol, who, by the way, in the sequels, becomes a much more prominent character. She's never in. Nobody ever plays her. She's never in her. But, but he refers to Carol. And uh, what I think should have been a catchphrase, Carol, hold my calls, which you'll hear. Um, so not only did it bomb, not only did the audience hate it, and not only in reviews of the show which were generally great because of Sarah Palin and Oliver Stone and Mark Wahlberg and Tina Fey and the political shit that they did on that episode, which was very strong and very funny. But in every episode review, this thing got ripped apart. But somehow, they decided that they were going to do a sequel. So on Valentine's Day of 2009, just a few months later, season 34, same season, episode 16, Alec Baldwin was your host. Jonas Brothers was the uh, musical guest. And by the way, a very strong episode, season 34, episode 16. February 14, 2009, they decided to do an episode where they brought back Carl and Jerry, the infamous guys from the Fart Face sketch that Bill Hader and and, uh, and Will Forte played. And they bring in Alec Baldwin, who they give a weird gray wig, and he plays the other executive in the room, and they have um, a meeting about office scheduling. Um, and the sketch involves uh, Bill Hader, Will Forte, Alec Baldwin, and this was the sequel that they did to a sketch that everybody thought sucked, that bombed completely, and yet they did a sequel. And so this is the Carl, part two of the Carl and Jerry office executive uh, sketch, and these are the same guys from Fartface with Alec Baldwin. This is part two, which aired on Valentine's Day 2009.
3: Troy, Jerry, so sorry to keep you waiting. He's on the conference call from hell. Oh, been there, Carl. Don't worry about it. I knew this was a tough day for you and Troy. Yeah. Heck, with all of our hectic schedules, I'm just happy that we were able to find a day
0: that worked for all of us.
3: Yeah, well, thanks for understanding. Carol, hold my calls. Uh, hey, before we start, maybe we should pick a date for our next meeting so we can get that out of the way. That's a great idea, Troy. We are going to be buried up to our chin straps once we get going on this high-profile project. Uh, Let's see, how's Monday for you guys? Monday is no good for me. I'm getting my teeth cleaned. Yeah, I got to take my car into the shop for an oil change. How about Tuesday? Well, Tuesday is no good for me. I got to get fitted for a new toupee. Uh, This one just doesn't quite give me the coverage I was hoping for. How about... uh, Wednesday I can't do Wednesday I'm gonna pick up my aunt and bring her across town it's gonna be it's not gonna be easy she weighs 400 pounds uh, damn it this is gonna be harder than I thought Carol hold my calls okay Uh, how about Thursday I uh, can't do Thursday I'm going to a bris I'm kind
0: of nervous hope it doesn't hurt as much as my first one
3: uh, how about Friday Oh, I'm having a cattail sewn on my upper butt so my little daughter will want to play with me. Uh, she likes cats? I sure hope she does. Well, I hate to work on weekends, but again, this is a high-profile project, and we are going to be buried up to our chin straps. Carol, hold my calls. Ah, uh, so, uh, we have on, uh, Saturday? I'm out for Saturday. I gotta tell my son he's gay. I don't imagine he and his wife are going to take it very well. Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How long does an autopsy take? Uh, Generally four hours. Let's see. Four times five. Nah, Sunday's out for me. Let's see. How about uh, Monday? Oh, I'm having my collarbone removed so I can fit through a doggy door. Your daughter loves puppies? Oh, I'm just locked out of the house. Guys, reminder! High profile, chin straps. Carol will hold my calls. Okay, uh, so how about next Monday?
0: Uh, next Monday's bad for me. I'll be at a gas station bathroom in Queens. They have a
3: glory hole there that I really, really enjoy. <laughs> I'm volunteering at a glory hole on Monday. No way, where? 73rd and Broadway. I'll see you there. No, you won't. It's a glory hole. (laughs) Boys, we're really in a jam here. Oh, I'll say. Carol, hold my calls. We need to come at this thing from a new angle. Oh, great idea. Carol, let it go through. (laughs) Talk to me. Okay. Well, I just got fired, so I guess that frees up my schedule. You want to do it right now? Sure, I'm free. I'd love to do it right now. Carol, hold my calls.
1: Yeah, is it over? Is it over? The audience is like, what? So again, now they do a part two, and it's hilarious. It's absurd. It's full-on Forte, Solomon, and Hayter. And of course, Alec Baldwin is down for anything. And by the way, Alec Baldwin—if you listen—he's doing the Bill Brasky voice. You remember Bill, Br- Bill Brasky, which was an Adam McKay Will Ferrell uh, bit that was a recurring sketch where a bunch of drunk guys with large teeth would drink magnificent amounts of booze and talk about the legendary Bill Brasky. And that voice that Alec Baldwin is doing in that sketch is full-on Bill Brasky, the voice of the Bill Brasky people. So he's recycling Bill Brasky, and uh, Hader and uh, Forte are doing their Carl and Jerry. And they bring in Carol, uh, the secretary, who has now become, Carol, hold my calls, which I think is a great tag and a great uh, punchline <laughs> and a catchphrase. So they do a sequel, and it bombs. As you heard, the audience is like, what the fuck? And it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Uh, And then, of course, they do a third one. Now, in between this one, which was February 14th, 2009, and the next one, which took place on the Christmas episode, December 19th, 2009, in between that and this next one that I'm going to play, the potato chip sketch happened, which uh, I've done an entire episode about, as I said, one of the weirdest sketches ever, but also caught on and has an intense cult following and immediately became like a watched YouTube thing for that couple of weeks. And I think that opened the door again to allow Hader and, and, uh, and Forte and John Solomon to write another weird office sketch. It was like, well, the potato chip sketch uh, was fucking insane, but people like it. So let's do it again. And so they brought back Carl and Jerry, our office executives, for yet another insane office sketch inspired by the original Fart Face. And, by the way, the words, uh, the term Fart Face, you will hear in this one. This is about Office Christmas presents. It was during the Christmas show, December 19, 2009, which would be season 35, episode 10. So now we've gone into a new season, continuing with the Carl and Jerry trilogy. James Franco was the host. Muse was the musical guest. And this features Hayter and Forte playing the same characters. James Franco playing the character that Alec Baldwin played because he's got the same wig it's a, it's an offshoot of that and then Fred Armisen comes in and Carol the secretary makes a cameo but here it is this is the third in the inexplicable trilogy of fart face Carl and Jerry here it is in its entirety
3: Try, oh, Jerry so sorry I'm late but it's been a grizzly bear of a day you know what I always say when the going gets tough the tough go fishing
0: <laughs> oh Jerry you and your inimitable sense of humor <laughs>
3: Uh, gentlemen, I appreciate the lively japery, uh, but in the next five minutes, uh, we gotta figure out what gifts we're gonna get the office staff for Christmas. So we gotta buckle down. Carol, hold my calls. So, Christmas presents. Christmas presents. Christmas presents. How much are dildos these days? Around 25 bucks last I checked, and that was two hours ago. Let's see, 25 times six employees. That's gonna be too much money. What about mini-dildos? Would those cost less? Well, it's less material, so I'd guess so. So it's settled. This year's office Christmas gifts are miniature dildos. Ah, uh, hang on. Just remember, Ted Fields in production has a real nasty dildo allergy. Ah, damn it. Yeah. So close. Guys, we gotta figure out these gifts, so buckle down. Carol, hold my calls. Hmm. Maybe we're making this too complicated. I say we just ask ourselves what we would want for Christmas, and that's what we should get people. So dildos then? Dildos it is. Jerry, Carl, what about Ted Fields' dildo allergy? Completely forgot about that allergy to dildos. Ted friggin' Fields, the man who killed Christmas. Carol, hold my calls. So, Christmas presents. Christmas presents. Christmas presents. And dildos are out. Dildos are out. Uh, There's gotta be something we can get people besides dildos. Hang on, I have an idea. What if we get our employees? Oh, never mind. I was gonna say dildos. That's out, right? Is that uh, out? Yeah. Bring yeah. in Ted Fields. What a friggin' fart face! Yeah, well, let him die. The friggin' fart face. He asked me. Ted Fields is allergic to himself because, in my book, Ted Fields is a dildo here. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, all those in favor of firing Ted Fields, dildo. dildo. All those opposed, human penis. Okay, well, well, the dildos have it. uh... Carol, could you, uh, send Ted Fields in here right away to be fired? Then go across the street and pick up five wrought iron mini-dildos. Some wrapping paper and wrap them up real nice and then hand one to yourself and then bring us the rest. And all the while, hold my calls. Oh, and send that friggin' dildo Ted Fields in here.
0: Uh, you wanted to see me? You're fired! you
3: Fartface!
1: That's it. <laughs> I don't, uh, really, I don't know if I have to say anything. And that whole screaming bit, that was very much like how Potato Chip sketch built up uh, with uh, Sudeikis and Blake Lively screaming uh, and, and, uh, and, and Forte screaming. So uh, those are the three Carl and Jerry sketches, uh, starting with Fartface, which notoriously bombed. And inexplicably, two more came. All three of them bombed. The last one, the office Christmas presents one, didn't entirely bomb. There were some laughs in that. But they were about saying fart face and dildo and all kinds of, I mean, you know, and uh, removing your... it, It became, it was that insane, surrealistic, vulgar, strange world that Will Forte's brain runs around in all the time. And it's a beautiful place to be. Will Forte is one of my favorite cast members in the history of SNL. Uh, one of my favorite writers in the history of SNL i have loved everything that he's done outside of that um i loved last man on earth i loved him in uh, uh, the the brother solomon with him and uh, will uh, uh, arnett and of course like his his acting in a bunch of great stuff like he's in keon he's in a ton of stuff um and he he's in this movie called strays uh, which comes out later this year. And his serious acting is also great because he's a very serious artist. He's fantastic in uh, Alexander Payne's um, uh, Nebraska with Bruce Stern. He's great in that. Will Forte, a fully embraced, insane artist. And of course, MacGruber goes without saying. He's created a lot of memorable characters, a lot of them, most of them, I would say, completely weird um, and that 's what 's great about it, and Lauren loved him, and Lauren embraced the absolute unmitigated fucking weirdness of Will Forte and guys like uh, Hader to jump in there with him, and guys like John Solomon to write stuff for him. So the insane mind of uh, <laughs> of Will Forte explained here, and it 's all because his dad forced him to work in an office. This is why years later we have Face and it 's two sequels. And those are those those are the three sketches. They get funnier according to the audience as they went along. I love all three of them. I embrace all three of them, and I love the fact that after Fart Face bombed, they continued to do the sketch two more times. So, and in in uh, in SNL history, there have been sketches, and I will do episodes about them probably uh, that didn't do very well, but became very popular. Uh, in fact. Uh, uh, Wayne's World started out as a 1250 sketch. Wayne's World didn't do very well. You know, it, it didn't do well at, at the read. Lauren didn't like it. Lauren didn't get it. Um, and then it killed uh, the first time they did it. And that was a sketch that started out poorly and then eventually grew into, you know, one of the most popular characters and sketches in the history of SNL. So you never know what's going to happen. But anyway, that's the history of Fartface and the Carl and Jerry trilogy, if you will. <laughs> and, and I love the fact that guys like James Franco and Alec Baldwin and Josh Brolin were 1,000% commit, uh, committed. And I want to mention Blake Lively, who was in the potato chip sketch, and she was fantastic. I mean, you would never expect the girl who is known from Gossip Girl to dive into a deeply disturbed, weird, surrealistic, un you know irrational sketch and do it at 100%. But anyway, all right. Uh, the world of Will Forte and Bill Hader— that's what we were talking about here. Fart Face and the two sequels. They're out there if you want to check them out. And uh, as you heard, they bombed. But they're legendary, I think. so. All right. Anything you want to uh, hear about in the world of SNL, leave me a voicemail at 773-417-6948 for your suggestions. Please listen to my other podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It's the Nick D Podcast. Uh, And you can also check us out live streaming now. Radio Misfits is streaming 24-7 for free, radiomisfits.live. You can hear my podcasts, uh, the Nick D podcast, uh, daily at 3 p.m. Central, and this podcast, that show hasn't been funny in years, daily at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, in and amongst the other great uh, offerings and podcasts from the Radio Misfits. So check out radiomisfits.live. Email me anytime you want, NickDPodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Uh, my thanks to Jason Skaggs, who composed the opening beautiful theme and this closing theme. And my thanks to you. Please listen again. So we'll be back next time for That Show Has Been Funny in Years and SNL podcast. New episodes every Wednesday at RadioMisfits.com and broadcast daily at 9 a.m. RadioMisfits.live. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time on that show. Hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I'm Nick DeGilio.
3: Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow.